Hi there, folks, and welcome or welcome back to Nippon Trading International's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima, again, and this podcast is brought to you, among others, by Emil Gorgis of realestate.jp. He's a Tokyo real estate agent who specializes in serving international or mixed nationality families who are looking for the perfect family home. So Emil's an Australian, he's been living here in Japan for over two decades now, and for about half of that time he's been buying, selling, and managing real estate properties in Tokyo on behalf of his own family and a great many happy clients. And he also acts as a mortgage broker on behalf of his clients. So he's got dedicated loan officers in many of the Japanese mega banks. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you probably already know him from our JREP, the Japan Real Estate Experts Panel Sessions which means that you're already aware of the fact that the man is an absolute fountain of wisdom on all things related to real estate in Japan, and in particular to family homes, the greater Tokyo metropolitan area, and mortgages. And most importantly, he's incredibly generous with his time and advice, which he's more than happy to provide at no cost or commitment to anyone asking. So if you've been thinking about buying your home in Tokyo, but you've been sitting on the fence for a while, or you just wanna have a chat in English with a real expert, Drop him a line on sales at realestate.jp. Hit him up today and start exploring your options. All right, so for today's episode, this is an audio recording of a conversation with a new client who is seeking, as many of you do, to purchase a ski vacation home and lease it out when not in use via short-term or monthly rentals. Now, we've had plenty of these conversations here on the podcast in the past, but what I like about this one is how practical and forward-thinking this particular client is. So he quickly realizes what can and can't be done, breaks down all the procedures involved into timelines, potential costs, and feasibility, and gets down to business with research, implementation, in a practical and efficient way, as opposed to many people who contact us, um, and rightfully so, assuming that they can simply buy anything that they want and easily rent it out short-term throughout the year. And then we have to kind of burst their bubble and disappoint them once they realize it's not nearly as smooth and easy here in Japan. So we talk the usual items related to this topic, buying on standalone land versus on resort grounds, how minpaku, uh, casual short-term rentals licenses uh, work, and how they differ from a hotel or in-license, what needs to be researched before zeroing in on a property as far as local ward office regulations and management companies are concerned, um, viewing structural inspections, the types of tenants that stay in monthly rental properties in various locations as opposed to um, pure short-term stay guests in Airbnb fashion, and of course how we at NTI can help. So full purchase facilitation, consulting, research, portfolio management, and so forth what the costs involved are, um, and then we end up with a detailed and structured game plan, which we're now in the process of executing on his behalf. So if you've been listening to these ski rental episodes that we've had on the podcast before and thinking that it all sounds too big to tackle, too fragmented to properly understand and act on, this one is probably the episode for you. His side of the audio is a bit less than ideal, but the content is pure gold, so well worth it. Enjoy the conversation, and I'll see you again on the other side. Okay. Okay, so okay. scrolling down through... How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. How was your day uh, off yesterday? Um, it Did was you good. Go anywhere? Yeah, not really. Half day work, half day chilling. Nothing too, um, yeah. too unusual. So I'm just scrolling down through your email now. Um, tax accountant referral, first thing. So 
There are a bunch of accountants that I can refer you to. They obviously vary, vary in prices and expertise and so forth. So do you want to give me a rough idea of what you want the accountant to do exactly? So I'm, uh, how do I say? Uh, five years ago, I came to Japan as an expat. Um, so I have to rely on KPMG, which Rakuten referred to me. They yep. work with Rakuten a lot. Yeah, I remember we discussed um, that. So, yeah. I mean... Before, in the past, uh, the company pays for my tax uh, return fee. Yep. So, you know, I know they're expensive, but, you know, they pay. But then now I don't work there anymore. Um, I, I have to pay on my own, um, and it's very expensive. Yep. So it's a personal, it's not company. It's a personal tax return. Um, I have, you know, my, my situation is I have... Uh, U.S. income from the stock market. Um, I have. Um, I bought a house in. I bought a mansion in Japan. Yep. I. I still have um, January to June uh, this year. Uh, I have received a salary from Rakuten. Um, I quit in Jan uh, in July. Yep. Um, and it's very. Straightforward. Uh, oh, I have uh, Furusato Nose too. Um, you have a what? Sorry? Furusato Nose. Uh, the, you know, when you pay uh, certain money to some prefecture, they send you like. Oh, the gifts. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So you submit your tax. Re you sub yeah. submit your tax return at the prefectural office as opposed to the national office. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I need help with that. I have a lot of that. Yep. Um, so uh, that's it. Like, uh, it's a normal personal tax return. So I don't see there's like a complicated. Okay. And what's going to be your, um, what's your income stream going to look like? Are you going to be employed again? You're going to be a business, uh, uh, self-employed? What, what's the plan with income? Um, I'm still a consultant to Rakuten, um, but uh, very limited hours. Uh, I. I receive about uh, two man yen from per month. Yep. Um, uh, that's it. And uh, I'm thinking about uh, you know I'm I'm going to Japanese school now, so I don't really have a business yet. But I'm planning to have a business if I can uh, have some successful. Um, you know, there's a lot of blockers to. To do the Airbnb business, yeah. Um, and if I I'm clear, I can clear the blockers. Then I'm planning to open a business in Japan next year. But right now, I this year I don't have any business. Uh, okay. It's just a very um, normal employee status yep. in Japan. And you have income from the U.S. You mentioned from other investments in the U.S., which you're also bringing into japan i'm assuming so that needs to be reported as well i don't correct? i don't bring to the japan, oh you don't bring leave. okay yeah, but i still have to because i'm uh as i remember from kpmg uh because i live in japan and i'm uh educant a uh, permanent resident beyond so most, five years i think you need to start reporting yeah just the five years and also I'm, i became a uh, permanent resident last year so yep. since then all the source income from all over the world I have to report as long as you live in Japan yep um, yeah, that's the pain in the butt and uh, 
Uh, that's what accountants are for. I don't even try to do that myself. But yeah, I mean, that's another story. But uh, KPMG uh, did everything like you know my my U.S. income from stock market. I also have stock options from Rakuten, but that's a Japan yep. base, so it's local. Uh, I sold my uh, Rakuten stock this year too. Um, but that's just income. Okay. Depends. So I mean, I think from what you're describing, I think um, one of the more affordable, basic level accountants that we our customers use would be fine. I probably I'll send an introductory email when we're finished talking. So he or she speak English. Well, basic okay. English. No, well, well is a stretch. Basic English. Uh, he can provide reports in English. He can communicate with you via email in English, and. Um, if and when necessary, you can also have a, a phone call or a Zoom call in English, but it, it's basic English. It's not um, not what you're used to, I'm guessing, from KPMG and yeah. so forth. Those it's kind of companies in, charge a lot more. Is he in Tokyo or...? No, he's here, based here in Fukuoka. Fukuoka, okay. Yeah. How much will he charge me about... Approximately, um, I'm not sure. Our customers only have property. I mean, the customers that we refer to him, most of them only have uh, property income in Japan because they're mostly non residents. Um, so to them, he charges about uh, Ichima yen every year per property that they own. Ichima yen for per property, per property. Own? So if they have five or six property, he charges go rokuma. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But uh, I'm not sure your case, uh, you're not more complicated in your setup, but you're more complicated in the sense that you have, you're here in Japan, you've got other income streams from overseas and the the consulting you do for Rakuten. So I'm not sure, I can't really um, testify to any test cases because the customers that I refer to him are usually a bit different than you. Okay. Um, but he's very, yeah, affor- uh- he's very affordable. So I'm sure whatever you get from him would be very competitive compared to other accountants. Uh, I expect to be cheaper than KPMG. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be hard, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, that's good. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, that's uh, settled it. And uh, the next topic would be yeah, whatever I sent today. Um, yeah, so Minpaku, Minpaku-based research, right? Right. So um, I actually... I hope I was clear in the, uh, the email. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, your email one. is quite clear. I think I'll, I might put that in a bit of a different order, though, because the first step, okay. so you, you've listed down um, one, two, three, four locations, but they're basically all Nagano-ish, right? Um, right, they are Nagano-ish. Yeah, yeah. But I thought it's based on the locals, uh, city. It is. Not, it uh, is. It is. Yeah. So yeah. So I think what will would probably the best thing that we can do first before we dig into Minpaki regulations and so forth. The best thing to do would be to look for um, Minpaku licensed management companies in Nagano Prefecture and see what the area for each of them is because if they tell us that they they can only service Nagano City itself for example then it's not very useful so we'll look into what companies are available out there and what areas they can serve and what other uh, criteria or requirements they have because some of them for example will take only take on a minimum of 10 10 bedroom houses right otherwise it's not worth their money others will do 
Others will only want to do it if it's like a, a yokan or a guest house. Other, um, others will be okay with just one or two units. So the first thing to do would be to see who you can actually work with in Nagano Prefecture as a rule. And then based on the companies we find and the services they provide and the areas that they serve, then we can drill down into local municipality and check what the regulations are. And at that point, if we already found a company that we can potentially work with, they would also have a lot of information about regulations. So we don't have to reinvent the wheel. They'll already have a lot of it uh, written down or at least known to them. Right. And um, once so we map that, then we'll know where and what kind of property is feasible to start looking into local regulations. Because local regulations often will be, they're going to have something like the websites that you specified. They're going to have general information specified on their website. But then the bottom line always ends up being, um, we, we can't tell you before we see the property. Right? So they need to review the property you're potentially planning to purchase. And then they can tell you if it complies, if it doesn't comply, what it needs to comply and so forth. So I think there's no point digging into local municipality offices before we can actually um, confirm that we have a local management company to work with and then take it from there. Okay, I think that makes sense. Uh, because a lot of the a lot of the Airbnb places that you're seeing out there are either owners, occupiers, or at least the owner or somebody that the owner knows lives close by. So that satisfies already a lot of the requirements. But that's not going to be the case in your case. You're not going to be living there, right? Um, not for a long time. Not I for mean, management purposes on a regular basis. I mean. Oh yeah. Um, so I sent for four locations. Um, I think my number one is Kaluzawa because I really love it there. Yeah. Um, it's a very good uh, uh, tourist location. I know. Uh, after I talked to you last week, I kind of realized the the properties I looked at. Uh, they're all like villa, right? You call it villa. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of um, maybe a lot of recreation so i kind of expect um kalosawa is like a no-go but you know i see a lot of airbnb in kalosawa too so yeah. i'm like hmm that might be not the case um you know the one i put in the email that guy had i think that area is not a villa area but it's yeah. a little further uh from the station um so you know i'm sure that can something something can be done i'm just like that's why i need uh need you to help but that, I, I have no idea because, to be honest with you, whatever the local municipality regulations are, they will necessitate somebody within a certain distance from the property, whether it's management company staff or the owners themselves. A hundred percent remote with the management company or the owner both living in very distant cities. Um, I don't think any regulation will allow that, but we can we can check again. The local companies that we contact will already have an idea of what the requirements are. So uh, you're going to contact, find those local uh, management company. I think that's pretty much my number three. Uh, yeah, but that should eight. be the first step because if there's nobody there who yeah. can service you, there's no point digging into the rest and you know wasting your time and money on, on research that's not going to go anywhere. So let's say you found someone um, in Kaluzao. Yeah. And uh, they only speak Japanese. So let's say... so. Well, they have something to offer. Um, what happened to us is I work with Nippon Trading and then you guys work with them. 
Yeah, that's right. So if there is a company that we can work with, then we can facilitate the relationship. Okay. Um, and uh, I think they will know, you know, the local city government's uh, uh, rules. Um, so if Minpak is not the way to go, which I kind of also expect in some ways, um, because of the strict requirements, uh, the small hotel business permit. Um, this is something I'm also interested. But same story. You need staff within, at the property or within a certain distance to the property. It's not, it's not going to change that requirement. And even if you do monthly rentals, um, then you know there's no legislation compliance. But you still need a local management company to manage the monthly rentals too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so but that doesn't. Need- that that small hotel business permit doesn't require uh, a customer service admin staff support. It's not mandatory that part. But they, not not present uh, not present at the premises at all given time. But I think they need to be within a certain calling distance. Um, and also, again, local municipalities can further tighten the legislation and the regulations in their areas. So until we actually check with them, we wouldn't know. We interrupt this broadcast to tell you about Tokyo Family Stays. They're a short-term rentals company in Tokyo, and they offer a home-away-from-home experience, which is just perfect for remote working, quarantining, if that's still a thing, or if you just need somewhere quiet to get away from the world. They offer a variety of options for families, corporate relocations, or even if you're simply transitioning between homes in Tokyo. The properties are super comfortable, tastefully furnished, fully equipped with all amenities, and they accommodate up to 10 people. So really the only thing you'll need to bring with you is your toothbrush and maybe a change of clothes. They come with fast, unlimited wireless internet, dedicated workspaces, and fully equipped kitchens, and they're just a delight to stay in. Fantastic alternative to Japanese business hotels, which if you've ever stayed in one, you probably know. They're tiny, they're noisy, fine for a night or two if you're on your own, but longer term or with a family, you'll probably feel you're in a jail cell very quickly in a Japanese business hotel. So if you want to give yourself a sense of space and freedom by renting a real home, with comfortable Western beds, including all the necessities like baby bedding, children's toys, high chairs, etc. You definitely want to reach out to Tokyo Family Stays. They've been at it for over a decade. They're a fully licensed minpaku or short-term stay operator. And as a special bonus for our viewers and listeners, they're also throwing in a breakfast basket upon arrival for anyone who books and mentions the Japan Real Estate Podcast or NTI. And not only for guests, if you're a property owner, you've got an investment property that you want to tweak for higher profit, or a holiday home that you want to rent out when you're not using it via short-term stays, drop them a line today, see how they can help you maximize your property's income. And again, as a special bonus to our viewers and listeners, they're also offering a free audit of your existing short-term stay listings without any obligation whatsoever. So feel free to reach out to them at tokyofamilystays.com. Well worth a visit. And again, if you're in the market for a family home in or around the Tokyo metropolitan area, Emil's your man. Don't be shy to reach out to him as well at sales at realestate.jp. And now back to the podcast. Okay. I, I just don't want to make um, confirmations or promises that I'm not, I'm not able to keep. I have no idea. We haven't looked into it. We've got very general information similar to what you've got in this email here but we've never actually pursued it further for any customer in that area so i can't tell you until we do okay 
Um, so, uh, how much time you estimate uh, you can help me on this um, first task? I can say like. Well, I guess researching local management companies will probably take us an hour or two to compile a list of potential companies and then maybe another two, three, four hours, depending on how many companies are available to contact them and find out what they can offer and how they can help. So our minimum hourly retainer bank is 10 hours. I'm guessing that initial part of the research will probably be up to about five hours. And then we'll have some data for you to decide how to direct the other five hours, whether we're digging into municipal research or we're just um, looking for other areas or whatever the case may be. And if we don't find any companies in that area, then it, it's going to be a very short search, one or two hours, and then you just point us in another direction that you're interested in. I see. So how's the uh, payment going to be... We invoice you in advance for 10 hours, which is 44,000 yen, 4,000 per hour plus tax. And then we deduct from that hourly bank whenever we do work on your behalf. And we'll let you know as we progress what results we got or whether you still got a lot of hours left or you need to top up soon as we as we advance. But um, I, I don't know if I don't know what we'll find yet. So I can't say if it'll take the um, the whole 10 hours or part of them or more than that. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't. I'm not too worried about hours because I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of tasks that I need help with. So yeah, um, not too worried about that. But um, okay, we'll, we'll uh, just bill you for ten hours at a time, and then if and when you choose to pursue a purchase and you're going to need our help with purchasing the property, then we'll provide you our um, engaged customer discount and we'll take off one thousand yen per each hour that we charged. We'll credit that against the purchase for invoice. Oh, that's when I have to sign those contracts, right? Yes, you don't need to do that for research work, but once you want us to actually facilitate a purchase, we'll need the, the engagement document signed and with, or signed and stamped in your case. You've got a hanko. Okay. Um, so last time you, I think, let me see. You sent me, um, I didn't get a chance to look at it, actually. Um, you sent me the LPOA. Yep, and, uh, and the contract. The, uh, but that's when I decide to make a purchase, right? Yeah, when we actually need to represent you, sign documents on your behalf, attend official meetings on your behalf, that kind of thing, we need to have the authority to do that. Okay. But just for research and, you know, inquiring with companies, inquiring with the local ward office, we don't need any special documentation for that. I see. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. Um, let me see what else. Uh, oh, um, about the one month or more rental that you talk about. Monthly rentals? Time. Yep. Uh, the one that doesn't, like, in a gray area, that doesn't... It's just a normal rental. It's not in the gray area. It's just not considered Minpaku. It's a normal rental. It's normal rental, right? Yeah, that part I also need help with um, in that city that I, I sent um, to for research. Yep, but that, that's um, again, the, the first step again is to look for management companies because even though there's no special legislation about monthly rentals, you still need somebody to manage them for you. So unless you're planning to do all of the advertising and booking and 
install automatic check-in and check-out and you're going to be hands-on with managing occupancy and dates and so forth, then you can maybe try to do it on your own because with monthly rentals, there's no special legisl legislative requirements. So you could, but it becomes a bit of a full-time job to manage uh, marketing channels and bookings and check-ins and check-outs. No, 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 there's no way I can do that. Yeah, so we still, uh, need a, we still need a local management company who can do all of that. Yeah, I used to uh, own properties in Texas, uh, US. Uh, I hire a management company, they do everything for me. Um, yeah. So I'm quite familiar with that. Um, and I also I also know you guys are based in uh, Kyushu, uh, Fukuoka. Um, although I don't, the the city I sent you, the locations I sent you, it's in Nagano. Uh, I'm open to um, to Fukuoka area or like Kansai area that you guys are more familiar with. I, I think maybe. Well, it's not a matter of uh, we're familiar with everywhere, but the the point is that in big cities or close to big cities it's a lot easier for us to find local short-term stay management companies whether it's minpaku or monthly stay uh, in tokyo and kyoto for example i can tell you it's not a problem osaka there's probably at least a few companies from kyoto that can get to or maybe there are a local i'm sure there are osaka company in fukuoka i know at least one or two companies that can handle short-term rentals but countryside nagano karuizawa no idea but in those areas, it's it's a lot easier. In a in a big metropolitan center, it's a lot easier to find those companies. Are you guys familiar with um, any countryside area in Fukuoka area, like like any touristy? Yep, um, uh, Itoshima I is quite popular. Itoshima, which is about 30, 40 minutes west by train from Fukuoka city. Itoshima. Itoshima. Ito. Shima. How do you spell it? Nito? Ito. I-T-O. I-T-O. Shima. S-H-I-M-A. That's actually been voted, um, I think Monocle Magazine voted them uh, one of the best small cities globally to live in. It's a very popular uh, holiday resort. Um, a little bit, not in Fukuoka Prefecture itself, but about two hours northeast around Yamaguchi, um, Shimonoseki is quite a few popular resort areas as well. Yeah, I've been to Fukuoka like two, three times already. I know it's quite convenient to go to the ocean. Yeah. Um, it's not too far away from ocean from the beach. Yeah. So along and, the ocean, uh, it's Shimonoseki to the east and Itoshima to the west. If you go a little bit further west, you get to Karatsu, which is, I think, about an hour and a half drive from Fukuoka City. But it's also quite popular for holidays, although more traditional Japanese uh, yokan type holidays. And then, of course, uh, an hour. Or, sorry? Anatsu? Karatsu. Karatsu. K-A-R-A. TSU. Karatsu. And then an hour or two hours south of Fukuoka, there's of course Kumamoto and Aso and Oita oh. and Befu, but those those are not really beach locations. They're more um, onsen mountainside locations. To be honest, I'm very, very, um, how do I say? Uh, when I stay in uh, Beppu and 
Oita area, I really love that area too. Yeah, uh, yeah. very popular as well. Uh, yeah, I'm open to other places. Yeah, but of all the places that I've just listed out, the only place where I can go, we, where I know that we maybe can get short-term stay management is Itoshima. And even there, we only have one company that we can work with. We haven't found anybody else that goes as far as that. So, and that's just 30, 40 minutes from the city, right? So I cannot promise anything about management companies in those areas. If it's long-term residential leases, no problem. But if it's um, short-term, Mipaku monthly, I don't know until we start researching. Um, I know that the companies that we spoke to in Fukuoka City only want to service the city itself. They're not interested in getting out to the countryside. So I doubt you'll have uh, management companies in those areas, unfortunately. It might be a good startup for you to start a national uh, short-term stay property management company that can service anywhere in Japan. Yeah, the purpose of my project is not really buying a home in the city and rent it out. I mean, that I can do in many American cities. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, as I told you before, the original purpose is for me to have a vacation home myself. Uh, but at the same time, I can rent it out. So uh, Airbnb is the perfect solution. But, you know, they make it very hard It's now. not easy in uh, Japan. <laughs> no. Um, I also, um, you know, if Nagano doesn't work, then I will work on, um, you know, you know, Kamakura. Kamakura, Kamakura yeah. yeah. Kamakura might be a lot more feasible. That's um, also a really touristy-friendly place and very yeah. popular. That could be an option somewhere around Chiba Prefecture. Maybe could be an option too. I think mo a lot of the Tokyo companies can reach those. I don't know if it'll be very profitable, but they could reach those places. I see, like in uh, Kamakura, like Kanagawa Prefecture, like the south near the the ocean. Um, you can find something for Sen Sen Nopiakuman. Yeah, I've got a customer buying exactly that at the moment. Sen Nopiakuman on the uh, on yeah. somewhere along the train line between uh, Ueno and Narita. I'm not sure exactly where, but some small town along the train line there. Yeah, yeah, um, they're definitely out there. Those properties, and they're they're in pretty good shape. A lot of them. So yeah, but then yeah, let's start with uh, Nagano first because I like going to snowboarding. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, so did we cover everything? Uh, everything on your list, yeah, I think so. Um, what I'll need next is uh, a name and address to put on the invoice, and then we can bill you for the first ten hours, and we'll take it from there. Okay. All right. Uh, send it uh, in an email. Excellent. Great talking to you again. Um, and the accountant, the accountant introduction email. I'll send that immediately. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, we probably don't have to meet next week then. Uh, let's see how, you know, the research. Yeah, I think we can pick up the research via email. We should be right. Yeah. But, uh, okay. All right. Speak to you soon. Thanks for your time, Rio. All right. So yes, excellent chat there. Again, this client is very well organized in his thoughts and his game plan. So it's a real pleasure to work with him on this project. We've already started, as discussed, with researching local short-term stay management companies in some of the areas that he's shortlisted, now finalizing that part of the research. Then the next step would be to liaise with the company that he'll choose, draw on their expertise in the areas that they service, to then try and zero in on a suitable property that would have the highest chance of obtaining a license with the least amount of renovation and 
and repurposing required. We're pretty excited to be working with him on this one. I hope you also found value in the conversation. Now, before we go, we're also, as always, going to tell you and also link to our other sponsor's website. That's Hiroshi Shimizu, immigration lawyer and administrative scrivener. If you're thinking about moving here on a more permanent basis, or you're already in Japan on some sort of a temporary visa, and you want to switch to a longer term or permanent one, or if you're considering setting up a local company or a branch office of a foreign company, and you've got any sort of business or visa-related inquiries, or even if you just want to find out what your options are on any of these topics, feel free to contact Hiroshi Shimizu. You can find him at japanimmigrationexperts.com. And he can help you set up a company, apply for any kind of visa, or just provide you with the best advice and extremely affordable consultation related to these topics. And he's already done that for many of our listeners. So feel free to reach out to him. Again, that's japanimmigrationexperts.com and you'll be well on your way. And that's it from us for today, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Japan Real Estate Podcast. Do share it with your networks and please let us know what you think. So leave us a short rating or review on the iTunes store, on Spotify, or just drop us a line in the comment section of wherever you might have found this episode. We love hearing from you. Hope to have you with us again next time.